Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Michelin Countdown to Green on IMSA Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to our final Michelin Countdown to Green of the 2023 IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship season. We are back where it all started in 1998, and there's a few things changed around here since then. Quite a few things have stayed exactly the same, including the excitement that we are feeling right now and that philosophical question of if we can't see the front straight in the cars because there's just loads of people down there, do they actually exist? Uh, they do, and we will have the full race for you live in sound and vision, our TV component starting in a little under at 40 minutes' time. A little over 40 minutes' time, should I say. At half past the next hour. Coming up in Michelin Countdown to Green, Jeremy Shaw will run through the whole of the grid. It was to have been a capacity grid, but we have lost a couple of cars uh, before race week really got started. But we'll find out where your favourites are if you weren't listening to qualifying, which has just been played on RS2. We'll have our... Porsche keys to the race and we'll take in the atmosphere from on the front straight and let's get right down there now before I even talk to Jeremy Shaw let's bring in our pit lane reporters uh, it's going to be Nick Damon but first in Michelin Countdown to Green Hayes Shea Adam I'm in the luckiest spot. I'm back behind the stage, actually, with all the drivers waiting to go out for the driver introductions. And about to go out on stage are our GTD overall pole sitters. That's hard of racing. I don't actually get to jump in with them because they have to go out and get their names called. So I'm going to jump in with our LMP3 champion-elect, Gar Robinson. Yesterday, you guys didn't go out for qualifying, but you did go out for morning warm-up. How is she feeling? Oh, you know, I think Josh did the morning warm-up. I sat, I sat up and watched them all do that, but... uh no, we feel really good. It's just uh, all this whole weekend has just been a super low risk weekend. Uh, qualifying, we didn't really have anything to gain by by having by going out there. Uh, it wasn't we didn't need the points. All we have to do is start, and uh, it all there was was risk. So it, there was no. I didn't really see any gain in it. The team didn't see any gain in it. Gain in it, and we have. Uh, I think we we're actually in front of performance tech, so. I think we got 10 hours to pass five cars, so I think we can probably get two and out, or one every or one every couple hours. I don't think it'll be too bad, but no, it's it's going to be a low risk low risk uh, weekend. But we're looking forward to the end. So good luck today, Gar. 
Thanks. That's Gar Robinson. Twice he has won the LMP3 championship. He's finished second in it the other year. Now, before we move away, I want to jump in with the rookie to Petit Lamont. Welcome here, Scott McLaughlin. This race is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's amazing. Uh, the, the, the vibe and the amount of people that are here camping gives me, like, big Bathurst vibes, you know. It's, 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 uh, it's really cool. You right now have a 50% win rate in IMSA. <laughs> Not getting the win at Daytona, but then getting it done at Sebring. Yeah. Does that increase your love of sports cars anymore now that you've won one of the greatest races? I think I just, even if I didn't win, like I really enjoyed it regardless. Just the, you got to really think about a lot of things, where you position the car through traffic and, and, and how you set up your race. You know, the race isn't won, obviously, in the first two, three hours. It's about setting yourself up to be in position to win in the last two or three hours. So... Uh, I enjoy that part, and um, and Tower Motorsports Acumatica car has been really, really good, really fun to work with, and hopefully we have a good good chance today. Now, driving with Tower Motorsports, testing here a couple weeks ago was your first laps around Road Atlanta. How much would you like to bring an Indy car here? Oh, it would be wicked. I, I, I think slightly scary as well, but uh, it, I think it's a perfect sports car track. It's an amazing up and down. It's, it's straight, went straight to my top five, like on tracks that I've driven, like amazing bit of road, and... Uh, just so thankful that I'm able to do it. Like I've always wanted to do this race, but my, the Bathurst 1000 supercars always clashed, and uh, super cool to be here this weekend and, and doing what we're doing. Well, we'll definitely chat to you after you've gone out of the car from some night Stop racing because oh, it's different. Uh, it took me probably 10 laps to get comfortable the other night, just to you know feel the way, and and, it, and it's the, the track is nerve wracking too in the night. So, um, but once you got comfortable, we're away. So hopefully we can bring it home tonight. Good luck. Cheers. Thank you. And now to my other half for this opening stint of the race, Mr. Nick Damon. Wow, I'm sure it's other half. <laughs> Bet to other people that. Uh, with uh, Ben Barnicot, the other, the other team who can win just by starting. Um, well, you've managed not to crash the car so far, so it's only a couple of, gre- a couple of uh, warm-up laps and that's it. Oh, you had to go and say it, didn't you? Um, yeah, no, we've just uh, definitely been a bit on the conservative side this weekend. Didn't run in warm-up, didn't run in free practice one on Thursday when the track was uh, mixed conditions. So... Uh, we knew um, we knew what we needed to do this weekend. Obviously, just uh, go out and take the start. Jack did an amazing job yesterday. Got us the pole, um, so you know that's definitely the safest place to be taking the green flag from. Only people behind us there really, so can't get caught up in any uh, anything silly, you know. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an incredible day, an incredible moment for everyone in Lexus Racing, Vass Sullivan, and. Uh, yeah, hopefully the first of many titles. Now, of course, you're still in the competition for the Endurance Cup. That's not nothing like decides we get to the end of the race. Have you compromised that a bit by this limited running? Um, no, I don't think we've compromised it. We had a very strong car here last year where we were, you know, very competitive. And it, it seems that that setup's rolled out very well into this year. So we're feeling good. We're feeling confident. Like you said, we are in the running for that championship. Our strategy throughout all the endurance races um, to this point in the year, though, so, you know, Daytona, Sebring, Watkins Glen, we always had the, the overall title and the end of those races in sight. So being at the, at the lead at the, the markers throughout this season has not been an objective of ours. And, you know, now we get to the position where, OK, we've, we've won the main one. We've won the big trophy, which is what we wanted to get. And, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we can today to try and uh, take that endurance title too. And which one of you is taking the start? Jack, Jack will be taking the start. So, uh, yeah, he's in for a, for a single, then Kyle in and uh, followed by me. So he just gets the glory run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. He's the one who gets to take all the fame, but very well deserved. He's been at Lexus a long time from the start. Uh, he's a great leader, so um, we're all going to enjoy the moment and uh, go elbows out and uh, have a great race. Ben, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's the two teams that are champions elect and 
really, uh, well, I hate to say this, but we have seen problems on warm-up laps, on formation laps, even coming to the green. So no chickens have been counted uh, from either of those teams as yet, Jeremy. But they've had great seasons and thoroughly deserving the other championships, uh, well, we know that Paul Miller Racing have already clinched uh, one of the championships in which they are competing. Uh, GTP, however, at the front of the field, in its first season as a formula, has been absolutely extraordinary. And all of the manufacturers have had their time in the sun. And that brings us to a championship. And I, I'm thinking back through... Since 1999, the first DLMS championship, I can't think it was this close between as many teams with as many possibilities going in to Motul Patilamon. Uh, I think you're probably right, John. I mean, it's it's ri- ridiculously close. Uh, it's five points covering the top three contenders uh, with uh, yeah, 2,460 points in the, bo- in the books already. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, uh, you, you couldn't have dreamt it was going to be this close coming to the final round, and particularly with all four manu- manufacturers in with the shout of the championship. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Someone that we haven't managed to catch up with this week because he's been so busy with team duties, driver practice, etc. Delighted to welcome to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship an old friend of ours on RSL and Radio Le Mans, Jensen Button. Jensen, I have to ask you, you, gave, you stopped F1, you did a few quiet things. Is it a case where that you lose the bug and it comes back? or just shout, shouting and you have to do more and more racing? Uh, oh, I never lost the bug. And I, I raced uh, every year after F1 uh, for a couple of years in Japan, obviously, so you probably didn't notice. But, um, yeah, um, I've been trying lots of different things, things I never thought I'd have the opportunity to do. You're racing in a cup car um, in NASCAR, racing a Le Mans in a NASCAR, and... You know, I've, I've definitely got the bug, and the wife's given me the all clear to go racing, so it's uh, it's all good. So here I am, and you know, if I enjoy this weekend, maybe there'll be some more next year. So basically, you're back to downforce. You're at Road Atlanta. Um, it's a pretty impressive combination, isn't it? It is. You know, as you said, back to downforce. I haven't driven a high downforce car since 2019, um, so it's it's been a little while. So it took a while to get used to, and, and also on this track. And I just feel like I haven't done many laps, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the race. Drivers always have excuses. I've got loads of them. I've been racing for so long, I have them all. But no, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out there and, um, and getting into a rhythm and enjoying it. You know, it's going to be manic. There's so many cars out there. So uh, I'm used to traffic, but um, it's a little bit more than normal. I understand you had a very large manual to read. You still don't manage to get through. Is that correct? Yeah, I did have a very large manual. And you read it before you get in the car, and then you can't... It's difficult for it to go in until you've driven the car. So, uh, yeah, I, I know most stuff in the car. I also have someone in my ears that can tell me if I don't know something in the car, so uh, we're okay. So um, how likely is this uh, Jensen Button, Robert Kibitzer and Sebastian Vettel super team next year? Uh, I, was, I was surprised to hear it as much as you probably were. So um, no, I've, spoken to a, I've spoken to a few teams about where IMSA doing the Enduros here, and I, I, I really don't know. Um, as I said, first of all, i got to see if I enjoy it, and that's, uh, that's what I'm here to do. So is a WEC season in the top class at the moment number one choice for Jensen Button 2024 I don't know I really don't know um, you know I I wouldn't say if it was anyway so uh, so no. is there <laughs> no I mean I, I really like the racing here I live in the States as well so I, I love the action that's here WEC is something very different and uh, Le Mans is very special so I don't know it's a lot of time needed to go through um, you know the opportunities that I have and decide so and also just the scheduling you know i still want to do 
the work that I do with Sky Sports F1, which I will be doing. So it's, it's making sure that it all fits in correctly. It's great to see you here. Enjoy the race. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, he's changed very little since his early days. He's from 33, didn't he, JB, when he was in cadet karts? I remember Joe, uh, he, that he ran number 33, I think, if I, if I remember rightly. Joe Bradley and I commentated on him at, uh, at Felton uh, for their 25th anniversary race in 19... <laughs> Uh, let's stay with Nick down in the pit lane. He's got Nick Tandy. Oh, I'm doing well, Nick. It's Nick to Nick. Um, simple question. How's the car in relation to the other GTP cars? We're going to find out soon enough, I guess. Um, it's the same weight. It's the same power. We've got the same tyres. So it looks a different colour. But past that, that's about all we know. Round Atlanta is it's a different circuit to India. It's a different circuit to Road America where we were good, but... We've done our homework, so this is what we're confident in. You know, we couldn't have really done much better preparation. It's been good. Whether it's going to be good enough, we'll wait and see, but you just got to do the normal thing around here. Keep it clean, try and hang around and see what you got for the last couple of hours. You've won twice. You're in very much in contention for the championship. Is this better than you expected for year one, or because it was year one for everyone, this is where you thought you'd be? After halfway through Sebring, it's way better than I expected. You know, Daytona was not good. Sebring was not looking good either. So to come here with a chance is, you know, it's, it ex exceeds expectations no end. Um, we're looking at it effectively. Yeah, we got a chance to do it. Um, it's something we, we didn't really think was possible with a championship. So there's no pressure on. If we get it, then it's a bonus. If we don't, then, you know, we've learned a lot and we'll go for it again next year. What changed halfway through the season? Was it the fact that you had so many more cars with the Proton and the, the Jota car? Or was it something inside the Penske team which managed to get this kind of lift up on the performance side? I think a lot of it is the teamwork and the fact we were going racing. You know, not just the, the IMSA team, obviously the WEC team, and figuring out how to get the, the, the trackside operations, getting the most out of the car, working hand-in-hand hand with the you know, the factory side in Vysak and, and, and at the racetrack. So we've just made everything better and the people working together better to get the most out of it. Nick, best luck for a clean race. Thanks, Thank mate. Yeah, it was a big difference after Le Mans. I think uh, taking stock from what was going on in the WEC and indeed in IMSA is probably one of those things. We were talking about the championships, Jeremy. Ridiculously close at the top of the GTP field for the manufacturers and for the drivers. Uh, LMP2, LMP3, what's the situation there? Uh, LMP2 is, is equally close, just 20 points in between the number 11 and 52 cars coming into this final race and uh, they will start first and second on the grid in reverse order actually because number 11 car that leads the points Stephen Thomas and Michael Jensen over Ben Keating and, and Paul Loup Chatin but uh, it, it was Ben Keating who, who got the, won the pole position yesterday by point zero something or other it was, it was crazy close uh, as it always is between those two, they had a tremendous battle. Uh, and, of course, yeah, 0 0.02, it was uh, the uh, differential between uh, Ben Keating and Stephen Thomas. Of course, they actually uh, set the fastest lap times yesterday in qualifying session. Uh, for the race, of course, we always start the, uh, the, the class by class by class. But it was Ben Keating who had the overall pole position, effectively, yesterday. So a feather in his cap. But, yeah, LMP2, super, super, super close. Uh, and also... Uh, in that LMP2 category is the the Jim Truman Award, which is for the uh, non-professional drivers. The winning driver uh, in that category at the end of the season gets an invitation to Le Mans. 
automatic invitation to Le Mans. And right now, three drivers, believe it or not, are tied for the lead coming into this final round. That's uh, uh, not only Stephen Thomas and Ben Keating, but also George Kurtz as well. So that's going to be another battle to look forward to. You're listening to the Michelin Countdown to Green here on RS2, Radio Show Limited's IMSA Radio Channel, 24-7, with the biggest selection of archive material and all of the live action for this, the final race of the 2023 season. Uh, We'll be uh, heading out on... 98.1 around the circuit and of course XM207 when we join with our TV colleagues uh, in about 24 minutes time. If you're outside the US then you can watch without subscription, without interruption uh, and flag to flag and when we say flag to flag that's exactly what we mean. If you go to imsaradio.com, click on the button at, at the top left that'll bring down a menu and you'll see live video available to you there all right time to take a look at where everybody qualified still to come we've got the uh, porsche keys to the race but for now jeremy shaw is taking a deep breath and here's the grid for the 26th running of motel patilamon So here we go, the season finale. Everybody excited about this one. We've got uh, five categories of cars, a record equaling 52 cars on the grid. That The record was set back in 2011. There was also uh, 51 cars one year, but uh, 52, that's a lot of cars. We've got 10 GTP cars, 8 LMP2s, 7 LMP3s, 8 GTD Pros, and seven, uh, 19 GTDs. Uh, as far as the championship is concerned, not everybody has done the same amount of races this season. This will be the it's the final round of the overall championship. This is round nine for GTP, round six for LMP2 and LMP3, and round 11 for GTD Pro and GTD. So let's start at the back of the grid. It's a, a GTD Pro car that will start in the last position. It was actually set the second fastest lap time in GTD overall yesterday in qualifying, but the driver... Uh, got out of the car before he was told before he was told to at the end of the session that's a no-no in IMSA competition and uh, he put his hand up and said it's totally my fault but as a result of that the number 63 Iron Lynx Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2 will be started at the back the starting driver and the culprit from yesterday is Mirko Bertolotti 51st on the grid is another uh, change from qualifying. The car has moved to the back of the pack, uh, qualified mid-pack by by Sebastian Prio, but the AO Racing Porsche 911 GT3R, car number 80, will be started by PJ Hyatt. Uh, Row 25 on the grid, uh, the car that did not take part in qualifying, that's David Brulé in car number 92. The lone Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche 911 GT3R, uh, and the lone car is generally the sister car number 91 is would be here. But Alan Metney, the principal driver there, broke his collarbone recently. So uh, uh, men soon, Alan. We hope to see you back before too long. 49th on the grid. That's John Potter in car number 44. The Magnus Racing uh, crowd favourite. Always Aston Martin Vantage GT3. Row 24. Charles, Sch- Charles Scardina. Car number 023. The Triazi competition. Ferrari 296 GT3. Another Porsche for Wright Motorsports is to start 47th. That's number 77, Alan Brynjolfsson. 46th on the grid, that's Michael Dynan, car number 96, one of two Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT3s. 
Then another Porsche 911 GT3 R for Wright Motorsports, car number 16. That's Zach Robichon, 45th position. Row 22 on the grid is the Settle R Racing Ferrari 296 GT3, car number 47, Antonio Fuoco. In a crash on Wednesday, but that car was repaired, and he will start in the 44th position alongside Mike Skeen. In car number 32, the team caught off Motorsports Mercedes AMG GT3. 42nd on the grid, that's Misha Goikberg in a Forte Racing powered by US Racetronics Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2. Alongside another Ferrari 296 GT3 for AF Corsa. Car number 61 is Miguel Molina. The uh, season champion in GTD already crowned for Paul Miller Racing in its number one BMW M4 GT3. Starting driver once again will be Madison Snow. Alongside him, Kyle Marcelli in number 93, Racers Edge Motorsports with with Wayne Taylor Racing, Acura NSX, GT3. Another Aston Martin Vantage will start uh, in the 38th position. That's the pro car of uh, number 23 for Harter Racing Team, Alex Ruberas. Alongside him, Brendan Ereeb in the lone McLaren 720S GT3 Evo in the field for Inception Racing. That's car number 70. In the 36th position, Catherine Legg, car number 66 to Gradient Racing, Acura NSX GT3. Alongside... The uh, Risi Competizione Ferrari 296, car number 62, that's Daniel Serra from Brazil. 34th on the grid is Patrick Pile in car number 9, Faf Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R, another, another pro car. Another pro car alongside him on that row is the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG GT3, car number 79, Jules Gunion. Row 16 is a GTD non-pro car of Phil Ellis. That's number 57, Winward Racing Mercedes-AMG GT3, winner of the class last time out in Indianapolis. And alongside him, the pro car, the Corvette Racing Chevrolet Corvette C8R GTD, car number three, Antonio Garcia, still to win this race. That's something he wants to set straight this afternoon, this evening. Bill Oberlin was car, start car number 97, a turn of motorsport BMW M4 in the 30th position. Alongside Aaron Tielitz in car number 12, one of two Vassar Sullivan uh, Lexus RCF GT3s. The front row of the grid in GT is uh, Dorian Pain, uh, who actually starts third. Number 83 in the Iron Dames Lamborghini Huracan GT3, that's in GTD. GTD pole, GTD Pro pole sitter will start 27th, that's Jack Hawksworth. Levassa Sullivan, car number 14, Lexus RCF GT3, already crowned champion, and will be crowned champion as soon as he takes the start of this race. And the fastest GT car of all yesterday was a non-pro uh, entry for Heart of Racing Team, uh, the Aston Martin Vantage GT3 of car number 27. Uh, the only guy to go out on slicks in a damp session yesterday, and he paid off for the faster time, a great effort by Ian James. Moving on now to LMP3, 25th position, that's Cameron Shields. Number 38, Performance Tech Motorsports, Ligier. Similar car ahead of him on the grid, the Riley entry of uh, number 74, Gar Robinson. And then the two AWA Duquesnes. Car number 17 is started by Anthony Mantella. Number 13 by Ore Fidani. 21st on the grid, that's Bajoy Garg in the Junior 3 Racing, Ligier JSP320. Car number 30. And then the front row of the grid in LMP3. Rasmus Lind in second position in car number 85. The JDC Motorsports Duquesne. And on the pole position, a fine run yesterday for the young Dutchman, Glenn Van Berlo in car number 36. Ligier for Andretti Autosport. 
Moving on now to LMP2, Dwight Merriman will start 18th on the grid in car number 18. That's the Era Motorsport entry. All of the cars in LMP2 are Orica uh, chassis with Gibson V8 engines. One position farther ahead on the grid is Ari Baylog making his uh, LMP2 debut for Tower Motorsports in car number 8. Row 8 will be Dennis Anderson in the high-class racing entry car number 20 alongside Francois Perodo in car number 88 for AF Corsa. Uh, second row of the grid in LMP2, 04 car, George Kurtz, the CrowdStrike Racing by APR entry. Uh, ahead of him on the grid, the two TDS Racing teammates, car number 35, qualified third in LMP2, that's John Falb. Second position by 0.02 of a second behind the pole sitter, that's Stephen Thomas in car number 11. But on the pole position for the 14th time in his career, equaling the record in the modern era of IMSA since 2014, the pole sitter for PR1 Matheson Motorsports, the number 52, that'll be Ben Keating. Finally now, on to GTP. Top 10 of the grid then, number 59, Neil Jarney in the Proton Competition Porsche 963. The similar Porsche 963 privateer entry for JD Seymour Motorsports will start ninth. And number 5 is Mike Rockenfeller. Pippa Durrani, the championship leader coming into the week, but not the championship leader now, uh, is car number 31, the wheel and engineering Cadillac racing Cadillac V-Series R. Starting driver will be Pippo Durrani, alongside Felipe Nasser in car number 7, the Porsche Penske Motorsports Porsche 963. Row 3 of the grid on the outside, Conor Di Filippi, car number 25, one of two BMW M Team RLL BMW M Hybrid V8s. And then the second of the Porsches, Porsche Penske Motorsports entries, car number six, starting driver is Nick Tandy. Outside of the second row, Tom Blomqvist in car number 60 for Meyershank Racing with Kerb Agajanian, the Acura ARX 06. Alongside him, Augusto Farfus, a fine running qualifying yesterday in number 24, BMW M Team RLL BMW M Hybrid V8. And finally, onto the front row of the grid, Sebastian Bourdais will start second in the number 01 car, the Cadillac Racing Cadillac V Series R. But on the pole position, for the first time in his career, in car number 10 for Konica Minolta, Acura ARX 06, is Louis Delatraz. And down on the front of the grid, the great and the good of one. Let's see if I can just grab a quick word uh, with Michael Andretti. Michael Andretti Global, um, big moves this year, on, of course, the sports car. First, tell us how, how you think this first season of GTP has gone overall. Ah, very well. Yeah, it's been a great marriage with uh, the Taylor team, and, uh, yeah, we've uh, really, really enjoyed it. And what sort of extra work is involved in the expansion to two cars for next year? There's a lot of extra work, you know, and I think that's where, uh, you know, hopefully... Uh, our side will really be able to help. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, marriages between the team and our people in that area. So, uh, yeah, it's good. And, of course, there's another expansion on the horizon, isn't there? Or theoretically, maybe. We're in a situation where the FIA have said you're a good and fit and proper team to enter. The Formula One team has said, we don't want you. Let's be honest about that. They said, how are we going to solve this impasse? Stay tuned. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, it, 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 is, it seems like it, it's, it's a no-win situation. Is, is there any movement that you can see that's going, to, that's going to move this along in the short term? We think so, yeah. But we're working on it. Okay, thanks, Michael. Hey, how are you? Thank you. Oh, that's okay, that's cool. Michael Andretti's uh, birthday last week, and uh, 
good to see him here as the partners to Wayne Taylor Racing WTR with Andretti Global. We'll get a word with the other side of of that partnership in a moment. As she, Adam, I can see just about see she making her way down to that part of the the team. Um, great to have the. Uh, uh, Andretti name back in sports cars and of course we'll have them in GTT with Jarrett Andretti as well uh, and his team in the meantime let's find uh, let's have a little word with the man whose uh, online media presence <laughs> is at Albuquerque uh, Philippe Albuquerque uh, Philippe uh, the car is on are you starting? no I'm not no well Louis did an amazing job so he deserves to start and, uh, and he'll enjoy two whole laps of no traffic it is true. It's the only ones that is going to happen. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, I mean, the, the weather being so cold, I don't think it helps us so much because still the two formation laps, uh, it's kind of slow because we have. if they go a little bit faster, they will catch the end of the field. So, uh, again, Louis knows what he's doing, and uh, I think the whole grid knows what to do, especially in the first, first laps. It's incredibly close all the way down the line of these 10 prototypes. I mean, what do you think is going to be the difference between the 10 of you? To be honest, it's like managing this traffic. It, it, it variates so much. These cars are bigger than the past years in DPI. Uh, we have more power, but it means as well that we have more as well more weight on the car. So it's harder. It's not as agile as before. So to make our way through that wild traffic, it, it, it's much harder. Uh, and we still need to go. And we need to respect as well the other ones that are fighting for their own race. Again, I think that's what it makes beautiful this race, but it makes it even harder this time. Hopefully it will not rain, which will help everybody. And I think, again, surviving, I would say, the first eight hours and then the last two hours, no one knows what's happening uh, at all. Like, so you just go flat out, you do your best, and you see where you end up. One of his biggest competitors for today's race will be no doubt Pippo Durrani because, Pippo, you've won Petit Le Mans before. You've won the championship before. Now you get the opportunity to do both in the new car in this new era and you've just spent time with your wife and baby girl. That's exactly what you need to get riled up for this race, right? Yeah, it's been a fantastic season, obviously ups, ups and downs. But um, to be here sharing this moment with family, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Like you mentioned, I've been lucky enough to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So anything else is a bonus for me. Um, today is one of those days. If we win and we win the championship, it'll be amazing. If we don't, I have a great family to go back home too and uh, continue our beautiful life. So uh, I hope everyone enjoys. Uh, it's going to be an incredible fight. Um, I will enjoy for sure. I think you don't get to be in, in a championship fight for many, many times. I hope more than more times than I, than I hope. But uh, it, it's great to be here fighting for another championship. And I'm just going to enjoy everything there is to be enjoyed, every battle, everything. And, uh, and then we see at the end where, where we come up. Well, and you get a few more battles than anticipating. We never look at you and think you're going to qualify eighth, but the conditions yesterday, very tricky. How much more difficult does that make your job ahead at the start of this race? Well, yesterday we had an issue with the, with the tire pressure, unfortunately, with, uh, with the rain tires. We weren't quite prepared for the track to go the other way around again. And so we, when it mattered, we weren't ready. And unfortunately, everyone just improved massively and we were stuck at uh, 117. But... Um, I don't think it makes much of a difference in a 10-hour race. We have to, we have many sets of tires that we need to double stint, and it's going to be the same for everyone. Um, yeah, obviously it would have been easier to start a bit further, but at the same time, also could be easier to start further, further back and just take a step back and 
get things done before we need to start actually pushing for uh, for the win. So easy in the beginning. I think you'll see the the rhythm uh, start to creep up from the middle towards the end of the race, but the beginning should be quite easy going for us. Hope. Staying with the GTP Sharding drivers, it's uh, the number six in the Marshank Racing, and it's uh, Tom Blomqvist. Tom. Uh, bittersweet. It's your last sports car outing for Maya Shank, but of course a big, um, big new project for next year as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, first, firstly and uh, foremost, you know, it's it's been a fantastic, you know, past two years with with the boys and girls here on on our sports car in our sports car division. I mean, we've achieved some some you know great things over the over the course of that period, and uh, couldn't be more proud to. You know, be a part of that team and, and kind of, you know, help them uh, on that journey to those, you know, victories. And it's, it's, it's been a fantastic group of people. And, uh, you know, they're not really going anywhere. Um, you know, they're still going to be around the shop. Obviously, I'm staying in the, in the MSR family, moving across to the IndyCar program, which I couldn't be more excited about. But I, I, I hope that, you know, you know, I hope to be still able to do some of these races. You know, it's, it's a part of my DNA. Um, you know, it's really helped me in my career. Um, so, yeah, I hope it's not my last sports car race, let's say. But, uh, hey, I'm really excited for today. It's, it's, it's a big day for us. And, uh, you know, we're going to go out there and give it our all and uh, try and bring the car, you know, home in the same place we did last year and, and drive it into victory lane. So, yeah, really excited. And just moving into next year, you had your uh, Indy 500 rookie orientation test uh, a few days ago. How was that? Yeah, that was that was cool. I mean, what a special day. Um, you know, that place is so rich with history. I've, I grew up watching that race. You know, I remember watching Elio when I was about seven years old, climb the fence, and uh, he was there, you know, giving me tips and pointers. So that was pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great day for me. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but again, you know, so much to learn. It feels like it's my, uh, you know, I'm like a rook, complete rookie in that area. So, so, so much to learn. Um, but yeah, all baby steps, uh, you know, getting myself ready for next season. Back to this race. I mean, we've got 10 hours of racing, but really, it's you've just got to keep yourself in position for the last two, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, we've got to be sensible at the beginning of the race, not, uh, not get ourselves in any trouble. Uh, you know, the, the, the race has uh, only lost at the beginning and, uh, you know, you can only win it there at the end. So, uh, yeah, you just got to limit those mistakes and uh, make sure that the car is, you know, fit and ready to fight in, in those last hours and make sure we get ourselves in the right position in terms of strategy and, and, and so forth. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun race. It's, you know, behind Daytona, obviously, i got to say Daytona is my favorite. Uh, you know, this is definitely my, my second favorite. I, I love coming to this place. The track is, is so special. Uh, the fans here, like, there's so many fans that come out driving into the night. It's just a super cool event. Tom, thanks a lot. Good luck. Thank you. New era for a number of teams. We're going to lose the current version of the Corvette, but of course it comes back as a GT3 next year. The LMP3s uh, will no longer be racing in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and drivers like Tom Blomqvist uh, moving on to pastures new. But plenty to talk about still uh, for the next 10 hours plus on the Michelin Countdown to Green. Let's have a look at our Porsche Keys to the race, Jeremy. I mean, first of all, reminding ourselves, and we must keep doing this, the Miss, the Michelin Endurance Cup uh, at 4-8 and at the end of the race, and that is as tight as tight can be as well in a number of the classes. So we might see some fairly funky pit stop strategy for people for whom that is still an option. And, of course, that's a trophy tomorrow night at Chateau Elan. Yeah, a very yeah, and uh, very important trophy. I no question about it. I mean, the only class that has a uh, a clear leader really is GTP. Ironically, uh, with the number thirty-one team uh, is uh, seven points ahead 
of the number 10. Uh, and that's a pretty handy lead. I mean, you only get five, you get five points for uh, leading in each of those junctures in the race, and then four, three, and everybody gets two. So uh, the seven-point lead is, is pretty handy. But the other uh, three classes are very, very tight going into this final round. And, yeah, there are going to be some interesting strategies. A lot of the teams are targeting that MEC if they haven't already won a season championship in particular, and that's uh, something that is very prestigious. We've had a number of drivers that you and Nick have been talking to say, you know, it's kind of eight hours and two hours this race. The last two hours being in the dark. Rather like Sebring, you have to have a car and some Michelin tyres for those last two darkness hours. That's when you've got to perform at your best. That is potentially when the race is going to come down to maybe a dive down the inside at turn 10 on the last corner. It's happened before. Yeah, it has. Uh, and look, as tight as it, as it is here, I mean, don't ask me for any predictions on this race, John. Okay. Do me a favour because I think it, you know, it, it, it's, um, it's wide open in all the classes. There is no team in this field that does not have a legitimate hope of winning its class. Um. I've got uh, the tyres and the tyres. The teams have plenty of tyres, so it's not a question of of having how they're going to use them. There have been, again, during the week and even this morning, drivers saying that this is as much a tyre-limited race uh, or a tyre-dependent strategy as it is a fuel-dependent strategy. Uh, and that's interesting because that means that in terms of how far the cars can go, it might not be the normal stint lengths that we've seen. And there's not been an awful lot of full stint dry weather running that these guys have picked data up from so far. Yeah, no, I mean, they have the GTP teams have nine sets of tyres to, to use uh, for qualifying and the race. Now, several of them in, normally in the past, you use one set of tyres in qualifying and those are sets, that's the set of tyres with which you start the race and then you go on from there. But nowadays for GTP, with the new tyres that have come on board this season, they're more eco-friendly tyres and they're a little bit more durable. Uh, you only have a, an allocation. You can, you can change tyres during a qualifying session. Even though it was damp yesterday, we saw several teams out there just scrubbing in, taking the edge off brand new sets that we'll use today in the race. But uh, heating these tyres up is really difficult in these cars because they are pretty durable. Uh, they are harder than in the past and, and difficult to build, build a temperature, particularly when it's cool outside. We've heard a couple of drivers already talk about that. And getting the tyres up to temperature coming out of the pits is really, 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 really tricky, if you get that emphasis. I think I you hope. missed a really there. Yeah, maybe I did, because it's, uh, it's, it's dauntingly difficult. I mean, we saw uh, several incidents during the practice session so far. We come to uh, cars, GTP cars coming out of the pits and not, up to, not even close to up to speed even halfway around the lap. It's going to take three or four laps to get those tyres really where they need to be in these cooler conditions. We always say this, but it's true particularly here as it's a relatively short lap, a minute and a half uh, and less for those at the front of the field, two and a half miles around. No penalties, okay? (laughs) You could lose a lap very easily here. 10-hour race, you might get it back. But traffic, you heard Nick Damon saying there, two laps from the start, possibly three, two laps from any start, possibly three. So going alongside traffic is patience. And yeah. racing drivers aren't necessarily known for their patience. No, you're right. And, and particularly patience in a couple of uh, 
different parts of the racetrack, and particularly the S's, the downhill S's after turn uh, after turn three to turn five, that that you know, left right left right sequence down the hill, and then going up into turn five, you, you really can't make a, a legitimate pass there for position. Uh, you've got to be uh, really uh, really careful down there and you, you, you just have to be patient you just got to tuck in if you're a GTP car you're probably going to just have to tuck in behind and follow a GT car or an LMP3 car down through that section and uh, you're, you're going to lose at least a couple of seconds but that's what you're going to live with you know, you're, going to, you're going to know that your competitors are going to have the same problem we'll check back in with the Porsche keys to the race during the race we'll have a VP racing in race updates uh, and of course the BDO uh, the BDO No Strategy Award as well. Let's pick up some last-minute interviews in Michelin Countdown to Green. Connor DeFilippi from BMW with Nick. Connor, I'll give you an idea of uh, what's going through your mind, perhaps the team's mind right now, as the track is now cleared. Yeah, uh, time to go have fun and do what we've been doing all year. So I think if we just do our job, uh, have fun doing it, it's going to be a, a great show today. So hopefully we can do a sh- great show for the fans, be there when it counts, and, uh, yeah, just take it one lap at a time. Is there any thoughts about the championship or is it just about the race? No, honestly, just about the race. I think the the title stuff, I mean, sure, you think about it at some point, but I think the title pressure is more on the other three, and I think it plays into our advantage today, so let's try to take, it, take advantage of it and uh, do the job. How do you rate this first GTP season and, and your performance within it? I think we're all very happy with it. As a collective group, we've done a great job with um, how preseason went and how we were off the back foot. But we've we've come a long way. We've made another step this weekend. I think this is the best package we've had all year, so that's all we can ask of ourselves. Bring our best to the final race, and uh, if it's enough today, then that'd be great. This is the wonderful point when the grid is cleared and all the drivers are coming back to their boxes, and uh, you kind of get the opportunity to snag them when they're least expecting it. Hey, Matt. Matt Campbell, you got a shot at this championship too. You've won Petit Le Mans twice before. Can you do it again and claim the title? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's all up for grabs, that's for sure. I mean, not only for, for car seven, but also car six is in a much better position. But in saying that, also Porsche's up for Manufacturers Championship too. So uh, everything's to play for here. Uh, we want a good day and uh, anything can happen in this race. It's one of the, the craziest and hardest races. And uh, we just need to make it to that last hour and then anything can happen. So would there be any thought of team orders then if both cars can still win the championship, but as you said, more important for Porsche to win it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's see how we, we end up uh, later in the race, and then you know, we've really got to help each other depending on the positions for sure um, because we want a Porsche on top no matter what. So uh, you know, number one is drivers' championship, and then we'll focus on manufacturers. But uh, it's all wide open, and it's going to be a very long day. First season of prototypes is coming to a close. What's been the most enjoyable part of this first year for you? Yeah, I think uh, for me, you know, being in the, the fastest car all the time is, is a nicer way. You don't have to look <laughs> in your mirrors as much. Uh, coming from GT, but no, I've really enjoyed the experience so far. It's a completely different car, and especially these GTP cars, there's so much going on behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun working with Porsche and Penske on this project. You know, not only do we have the IMS program, but the WEC program, and, and to see it all come together so quickly, it's been amazing. And your teammates, obviously, uh, nothing's changed between you and Jam Jam not sharing a car. You're still best buds, and Lawrence Vantor in the other car this weekend, too. It's, it's a good rhythm with all of you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all have uh, some good history over the last few years. We all know each other extremely well. Obviously, uh, the cars are, a little, let's say, a little bit split up now with the driver pairings, but uh, in saying that, we all get along extremely well, and, and we respect each other, so that's the main thing. Good luck today, and more importantly, happy championship day. Yeah, thanks so much. Matthew Campbell. Uh, Matty Campbell, who, well, what a journey it's been from 
Porsche Carrera Cup driver, Porsche Junior, Porsche Young Professional, and now in the very top line of Porsche motor racing with Porsche Penske Motorsport. He's not changed a bit, I'm delighted to say, from when I first met him at Bathurst a few years ago. Um, first had a good sit-down and chat with him, and it's uh, it's been very interesting to watch how the different manufacturers have gone about this GTP learning year. The collegiate atmosphere from last year when everyone was still developing cars and having to share information between the different manufacturers, obviously given way to competition and what competition we have had. Uh, you asked you asked me not to ask you, Jeremy, to predict a winner, which I won't do, but a 10-hour race that is as unpredictable as, as this is quite unusual nowadays, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, perhaps so. But, uh, I mean, oh, look, the sun's just coming out mm. uh, to play. That's great. That's great news for the GTP drivers as well. That'll build a, build a bit more temperature. Look, yeah, there's just so much excitement here, isn't there? And we are going to be a part of it all the way through. Uh, so now is that time uh, that normally uh, on the radio you don't say tune away. But uh, if you're outside the US and you have uh, decent data, then in about 90 seconds' time, we'll fire up IMSA TV and you'll be able to follow us flag to flag. So if you're anywhere outside the US, US, by the way, being looked looked after by our colleagues on the left, and it'll be uh, Lee Diffie, Calvin Fish and James Hinchcliffe who will start them off. They're ready to do their stand-up on NBC Sports in the booth next to us. Uh, We will go to full flag-to-flag coverage for the next 10 hours and more because we'll wrap things up with the Michelin post-race tech. Tim Gray is up in London making sure we talk to the world. If you're in the US travelling around, it's now time to tune to XM207 if you have it. And for the final time, in 2023 as we wrap up this extraordinary season particularly in gtp it's time to put the cars on the track it's time to go racing for the 26th time it is motul petit le mans at michelin raceway road atlanta and it's live on imsa radio and imsa tv <laughs> 